Welcome to the Friends of Zane Adams, aka FAZA Podcast, bringing awareness of postpartum depression, suicides, and the children who are left behind. We'll be spotlighting positive outcomes from mothers as well as healthcare experts and counselors. Would you know the signs of PPD? Would you know how to help a loved one? Stay tuned. As a community, we can do more to support maternal mental wellness. Greetings, Faza fans. This is Paulette Smith, and I want to welcome you to this episode of the Faza Podcast for Maternal Mental Wellness. We are blessed to have each and every one of you here with us, and we especially welcome our moms and birthing people, our medical care providers, our doulas, therapists, counselors, and all advocates of maternal mental health. Please remember, If you or anyone you know is experiencing thoughts of suicide, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is ready to help. Just dial 988. And the National Maternal Mental Health Hotline is 833-943-5746. If it's challenging for you to find maternal mental health resources in your community, I invite you to visit our website, FazaInc.org, that's F-O-Z-A-I-N-C.org, and right on the homepage, you'll see our Faza Finder button. It's right at the top of the page, and if you provide your zip code, we'll help you find resources in your local area. You can also join us on our private Facebook group at Faza Inc. Now, before I get into today's topic, I'd like to pay special homage to our podcast producer, Gail Flowers. Hers is the voice you hear at the introduction of our podcasts, and she's been a longtime business owner of Ad Voices Digital Productions and a longtime community advocate here in Maryland as well as in Florida, where she now resides. When we started our organization, Gail volunteered to become our digital media manager and to sit on our board. And I'm not sure how many of you are responsible for a nonprofit, but I think most people can appreciate the value and the advantage that an experienced video producer can bring to any organization. And bring it, she has. We went from unknown to thousands of listeners and views in just a few episodes. And we all know that maternal mental health is not an easy topic to tackle. But tackle it, we did. And now we'd like to give Gail something more than just thanks because Gail has been diagnosed with an aggressive stage four cancer. We're keeping her in prayer and because she cannot work at this time, a GoFundMe page has been set up to offset her medical bills and day-to-day expenses. If you're experiencing this podcast on YouTube right now, you'll find the link in the description of the GoFundMe page. Alternatively, you can find the link on Facebook at Ad Voices. That's A-D-D-V-O-Y-C-E-S. Please, please consider making an act of kindness to help our friend Gail Flowers on her journey of medical treatments and full recovery. Now on to this session's topic. I gave it the title, Focusing on feelings. 
You know, sometimes we get lost in the big picture of postpartum depression because it covers such a large area and it has so many faces. Yet, each woman who has ever experienced any part of PPD will tell you it is uniquely personal and can be debilitating in many minute ways. Mental wellness challenges face a large percentage of our population, and not everyone receives equal diagnosis, treatments, and follow-ups. Our mission is to bring awareness, to support, and to spread hope. Now, FASA fans know that our primary reason for existing is, it, is awareness. It's awareness of PPD. But some who may be new to the podcast may not be aware of our mission, and so now's a good time for me to bring that up. We're not doctors or clinicians or professional caregivers. Our primary goal is to help stop the stigma, the silence, the suicides, and the suffering that can accompany postpartum depression, and to provide funds for the children who are left behind in education. So as I speak about some of the well-documented feelings that birthing people experience, you might wonder, well, how do we do that? Well, we collaborate with doctors and clinicians. We collaborate with doulas. We collaborate with uh, professionals in mental health and therapists to make sure we can bring connections to our clients and to the people who contact us. Now, you might say there are many, many organizations like that, and there are, and we collaborate with them as well. But we're a little bit different because we follow through. We try to make sure that because the pandemic brought about so much disconnection in communications and in websites and in telephone numbers and in just the ways that we connect with one another, that when we send out our lists, we have checked them already and made sure someone is going to answer or someone is going to respond. And if you find that we've sent you information and no one responded, we want to know right away, okay? I invite everyone who's listening audio only to tune into this podcast on YouTube because then you may see some images of the graphics that we're presenting and get a clear picture, but I'm going to do my best to provide for our audio-only listeners as clear a picture as I can. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the feelings that uh, we want moms to focus on to know that these are the feelings they want to get with their primary care providers or reach out for help, especially if they're having multiple um, numbers, different feelings. They're having one or another, and they're having them repeatedly. And the credits for some of the content that I'm going to provide is coming from medweb.com and goodrx.com. So here we go. Number one, if you're feeling blue and don't get better. <laughs> well, you know, feeling out of sorts is not uncommon for a person who's just given birth, especially the first few weeks after giving birth. But everyone is special, and some people don't develop PPD symptoms at all, while others will develop them long after the six-week period that's commonly noted. And they don't sometimes associate that with the childbirth. They have a lot of things going on. They just don't 
feel right and they don't know why and they don't actually get that diagnosis so that they can get the treatment and get the follow-up that they need to relieve them of any PPD symptoms. Some people experience the symptoms before birth and that can be misleading since the very term postpartum would indicate that it's an afterbirth symptom. And so it's not always recognized in that way either. There are studies that PPD can last up to three years after birth. Earlier studies said a few months or up to a year. So they're finding out that that's different because each mom is unique and different. And regrettably, some people who have had previous mental unwellness may have an even longer period, an even longer experience with symptoms. The important thing is if you're feeling blue or you're not feeling yourself or you're feeling down, speak up, especially if you don't get better in a few weeks. Share everything you're experiencing with your primary care provider or a mental health professional. I can't say that enough. Number two, if you're constantly feeling sad or guilt. Now, feeling upset once in a while is normal for every human being. But if you're postpartum and you're having frequent crying spells and you're just crying and you really don't know why, or you're feeling unhappy and you don't have a real good reason, everything's going on pretty fine around you, but you're feeling sad. Or if you're down on yourself as a parent and you're feeling like you're not worthy, you're not good enough. And this is especially true if you've never had these feelings before and they start getting very intense, then your primary care provider needs to know. If you don't feel natural, you don't feel yourself, speak up. Even if someone around you is saying, well, that's natural, that's normal. If that person is not a professional or not a part of your uh, professional medical team, then you're going to want to let your doctors know this is how you're feeling. Number three, if you've lost interest in the things you enjoy. Now, that doesn't mean that you're depressed, but what I'm talking about here are the things that you really uh, love. Now, things are going to be different in your life postpartum. But not everything should change. I mean, the things you love will be the things you always love, or at least you would love them past a nine or 10 month period. So if you loved a certain music and it is like totally something different and you, you don't love any other kind of music, you're a music lover and all of a sudden you don't like music anymore. Uh, you had favorite movies or favorite shows that you loved, and you don't look at them anymore. You don't like them anymore. They don't interest you anymore. You don't enjoy the company of your partner. You're not feeling close with your partner or your family or your friends. You, you want to be by yourself. You want to be isolated. Maybe it's none of those things. Maybe the foods that you used to love, you don't like those anymore. They don't turn your head. Um, maybe you're not eating at all. You're not eating enough and you're not feeling like you want to eat. If any of these things are happening, you want to talk to your doctor about the, these mood changes or these habit changes. Anything that changes 
from the way you were before you became a parent. And that is even if, God forbid, you don't have your child, even if your child was stillborn, or even if you had a miscarriage, these symptoms can still apply, but people would put them to grief. They might, and you are grieving, but you also may be experiencing PPD. And only your doctors or your professionals will know exactly how to diagnose you and to give you the best treatment. Number four, you're having trouble making decisions. Now, I'm not talking about big decisions like buying a home or a car. I'm talking about everyday lifestyle, like getting out of bed, whether you should take a shower or not. Um, should you check the baby's diaper? Should you change it if it needs to be changed? Uh, just everything overwhelms you, and it's not getting any better. In the first few weeks, everything can seem overwhelming, but after a while, you will have developed a routine and you will have developed some organized way of doing the things that you always did. When you find out that all of that overwhelms you and you don't feel like doing any of that anymore, you want to speak with your caregivers. Number five, you're worrying about everything, but you didn't used to. So if you're worrying about everything, you want to get that into a place where you're, you, first of all, you understand that you're worrying and you understand that you might not have a reason to worry, but you're worrying anyway. Every new mom has worries and maybe you've always been a worrier because some people do think things over and think things through more than others. But if your worry becomes more than usual, and your worry is focused on not being a good mom, or you constantly have doubts about yourself as a mother or a parent, then that could mean something else. You really should try writing down some of your feelings. You don't have to show them to anyone right away. You can just look at them yourself. And then if you decide this is something that you really shouldn't be worrying about, or you want someone else's opinion, then go to your care providers and you'll have something that you can show them that will tell them how they can go about giving you um, treatment plan or giving you counseling or getting you to a place where you won't be any more worried than you were in the past. Now we have to mention sleep. That's number six. Because we know that you're not getting enough of it. And yet, we know how important sleep is. So you might be thinking, it's just something you'll have to get used to. Uh, well, that's yes and no. As a mother, I can tell you that you may never sleep the very same way again. Your sleep patterns may change. But uh, that's going to probably change until you become an em empty nester. Once you become a parent, then your sleep pattern sometimes changes. But if you can't rest, even when your child is sleeping through the night, and you can't rest when your child is napping, or the opposite, you're sleeping all the time. Even when you've had eight full hours of sleep, you get up and then you feel like going back to bed again, you feel like sleeping all the time, 
then that's likely something you'll want to discuss with your medical care providers or a professional. And then you're feeling stressed, number seven. You're feeling stressed and more stressed and even more stressed. Where is all of this stress coming from? That's also something that I recommend you journal about because there's some reason, especially if you weren't really a stressful person in the beginning, things will change and you will have different uh, things going on in your life, but you shouldn't be stressed all the time. So you need to kind of put a finger on that. Where is this stress coming from? Are you having relationship problems with your partner or with family members in ways that you never did before? Has someone you loved gone out of your life? Have you lost a loved one? Or have you had a breakup? Are you stressing about food or shelter? I mean, do you have enough food to eat and you're not worried about um, eating? Do you have a stable environment? You feel strong in where, where you're living? You, you have a good shelter over your head? I'm saying this because all of these things can bring stress to anyone. However, when you're postpartum, anything that can worsen your sadness can also trigger postpartum depression. And it should be reported to your medical care providers or professional caregiver or any of the many resources that are available for you to speak up when you're feeling down. Number eight, and the most difficult feelings of all, thoughts of harming yourself, thoughts of suicide, thoughts of hurting yourself or your baby. If you're having any kind of suicidal thoughts, any at all, you're in crisis. No more discussion. And if you're caring for someone or supporting someone who you feel may be in crisis, call your doctor or call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 988. If it's a medical emergency, 911. Call immediately and get help. You know, giving birth and motherhood has been described for centuries as the most wonderful experience that could ever be. <laughs> this information is not meant to put fear or shadow on that experience. It's meant to bring awareness to any birthing per person who doesn't feel like the status quo. You don't feel like it's the most wonderful experience that you ever had, and you haven't felt like that for weeks and months and months. Okay, it's time to bring awareness to any birthing person who has that feeling like they're going through it too long. It's not okay to suffer in silence. When you feel down, speak up. The healing and liberating yourself of necessary anxiety, fear, depression, stress, negative thoughts, and so much more, it's worth you reaching out. And if you have trouble finding postpartum resources or support in your local area, like I said, please use our FASA Finder services at fazainc.org. So as I come to the end of this podcast, I'd like to remind all of our FASA fans, new, old, and first-timers, please 
Keep our podcast producer, Gail Flowers, with Ad Voices in your prayers. And we humbly ask you to visit her donation page, make a donation to support her through her cancer treatments and full recovery. I'm signing off now in loving memory of Christina LaShawn Thompson Adams. Until next time, bye-bye.